Hello, everyone. This is Janice Alpert with On Purpose. I'm excited to have our guest, Angie Schwartz, who lives her life, I think, pretty much on purpose. I don't really know that much about her, but hi, Angie. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome for, welcome to having me here from San Diego. From San Diego. And we live in Chicago. And I was just saying before we started how I just got back from that area and why I'm living in Chicago. I don't, well, I do know my life is here and my family's here and my work is here, but I love it out there to be in two weeks of sunshine was fabulous. So it was really, really, really nice. So I do think it, it affects one's mood when you're living in sunshine, unlike when I landed and it was snowing in April. So yeah. Um, but welcome, welcome. So why don't we start off by, why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself? Where'd you grow up and do you have any siblings and just a little bit about your family? Uh, yes. Well, funny, you should ask. I grew up in the Midwest in Southern oh. Ohio oh, in wow. a very okay. small town. And I have one sister who just left. Actually, she was probably here the same time that you were visiting oh. from uh, outside of Columbus, uh-huh. out of Powell. Um, she's 15 years younger than me oh. and brought her husband and uh, my wonderful niece and nephew out for a week to enjoy the sun. Although it wasn't that sunny here last week. But um, so, yes, very small town, about 7000 people named Jackson, Ohio. Oh, never heard of that. So that was where you did like you went to grammar school and high school there. And I did. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and then after high school, what what did you do? And. Uh, I studied, went to Ohio University to study journalism in their journalism school and then realized that I had an act for business mm-hmm. um, and uh, graduated from there with a bachelor's of business administration and a CPA. Well, oh, soon wow. after. Okay. So I was a CPA for 30 years and worked for five big Fortune 500 companies mm. uh, before I started my second career as an executive coach now. Uh Oh, I can um, see you're, you're goal oriented. Yes. So, so you're sitting in the meeting and you're thinking, uh, I'm not, this is not really, I think for me, the thoughts that are going in your head, like I I need a different path. And then what, like, well, how did you navigate that? And um, well, I decided to, I was fortunate enough to be able to afford to take some time off. And okay. so I took a little time off and, um, just, uh, for the first time, just took care of my health and, you know, worked out a lot, mm-hmm. played a lot of golf, you know, did a mm-hmm. little travel, mm-hmm. got a massage, you know, just yep. filled, up, filled up the tank a bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, we all, I, we all need that throughout our lives. I would say, yes, go ahead. Absolutely. And, can. uh, and, and for me, I think, um, before my daughter, I had had an unexpected pregnancy and a miscarriage. Mm. And so that was the first time that my then husband and I thought about, I, I think in our minds, we thought we want to have children in 10 years, but mm-hmm. we would have been too old in 10 years. Right. So it was like a, a big shakeup in, uh, in our lives to think about, you know, what, what we both worked 60, 70 hours a week, yeah. you know, is this a life that we want forever? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that, uh, both that pregnancy and having my daughter were the only things that were going to like push me in the direction of my purpose. Um, So I think of that as being a a purposeful event because I couldn't go back to, it was from my value system. I couldn't go back to work and work how I had always worked and also raise a child. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like that priority thing, you know, I wanted to do the best at both things and you just Mm -hmm. can't do that. So you have to Mm -hmm. make choices. Yes. And soon 
soon after that, things started happening in my life to continue to let my purpose blossom and push me in the direction of of doing coaching. And uh, I ran a women's group in San Diego for about oh. five years, with which was sponsored by a local hospital for um women that have children later in life and uh-huh. when their careers are, you know, for people that are 30, you know, 35, 45. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did that come? How did that come about? How did you, how did you become the group <laughs> I, leader? Uh, well, I was trying to re-engineer my own life and understand, you know, how do you replace a six-figure income when you don't want the six-figure job? Exactly. And I was very interested in, uh, at the time, I thought I was writing a book and I was mm-hmm. doing all kinds of interviews and research on people who had done that. And um, I kept meeting these women that kept saying, well, we ha- I haven't figured that out yet, but when you write this book, I really want to read it. And so in four days after sending out a survey, I got 40 responses from women kind of wow. saying that same thing. Mm-hmm. And I called the hospital and said, you know, this is part of your subgroup. They really need a voice. They- these women need to know each other. Yes. And uh, they agreed. And at the end of the conversation, they said, what are you going to talk about? And I said, what? You know, like <laughs> me? Like, what am I going to I just want to participate. And um, so it, it was a mission that needed to be served. It wasn't a strategic mm-hmm. thing that I set out to do. It just mm-hmm. happened that way. Mm-hmm. And as you know, from your work, like women that um, have aging parents and young yes. children and yes. careers, like the, yep. it's burning the candle at more than two ends. And for sure. Um, so just there. talking about self-care and identity. And, and today we talk about that more with the millennial generation with it. They have that wired in that they're going to mm-hmm. take care of themselves. Yes. But yes, they do. for us Gen Xers and some baby boomers, like, you know, we saw our parents just, that's what you did. You worked, mm-hmm. worked, worked until you dropped. Yep. And that um, was my dad for sure. So, but so it was love every minute. I don't know, but uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was a great opportunity for women to take a pause and think mm-hmm. about, you know, how they could support each other. It was really mm-hmm. a peer mentoring group. Mm-hmm. And so when you were, while you were doing this, do you, again, did you have that feeling inside? Like, I think I'm moving in a direction that's going to be a little more fulfilling than corporate America. I think I wanted that for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like I doors kept opening and I kept stepping through them and, okay. you know, getting trained in personality analysis mm-hmm. and meeting different types of people, uh, entrepreneurs that had created their own lives. Like that was very, of course, I knew that entrepreneurship existed, but that was very um, new to me to right. meet people that that were doing those things. And um I had, while I was working for Qualcomm, I had gotten an MBA at, uh, at a UC school. Oh, and well, what, all right, Angie, what haven't you done here? My goodness. Yes. <laughs> so, well, I don't do any of those things anymore. I know, and, but you, I can uh, see the path you took. There was a lot of work involved and to trying to get to the, t- of what you thought was going to be your goal. That was, you did, you did a lot of work. So, well, my, thank you. My point in saying that is all the people that I knew were doing the same thing that I was doing, mm-hmm. you know, working hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, uh, so I, if I were to like, say, what were the breadcrumbs that came yes. along? You know, mm-hmm. I think that the, I think that the, uh, the women's group was a, a serious, uh, knock, you know, for yes. me. knock, 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 you're <laughs> going to do something with this and, uh, and continuing to just study and try to understand my own self is when I, uh, started coaching women at mm-hmm. the time. And, uh, you know, the, the things that, 
that just kept rearing their heads and I kept paying attention to, I can't say that I said, and I think some people do this, but I can't say that I said, okay, I have a strategy. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to start this business and I'm going to move forward with Mm -hmm. it. It was not that, um, that insightful of a change. Mm -hmm. But here's what I do love is that, and, and just for anyone that's listening, you know, sometimes we get hit on the head so hard that we just can't ignore. But often I like your uh, metaphor of the breadcrumbs. And I'm sure I've shared this before on the podcast, but when I was growing up, I, you know, I knew I was going to college. Everybody was a teacher back then. So I became a teacher. I had no passion to be a teacher. I just thought, well, everyone's being a teacher. So I'll be one as well. And then I was going to marry my high school sweetheart, which I did at 21 and then had kids. I mean, that was, so it wasn't like I went, oh my God, I'm definitely going to be a therapist or, or do groups or do public speaking or do a pot. Well, they didn't have podcasts then, but um, obviously, but, but you know, if, if you're open to like, well, something is just a miss inside, something's a muck. And I have to try to figure that out. Um, and then you, again, listen to those little knocks, look at the breadcrumbs, you'll get to something that's probably going to be a lot more fulfilling. So it sounds like you did all of that, even with all your schooling and training, whatever. So how, when you think about the coach, cause that's what you do now, you're, is are you full-time? I know you do a podcast as well. Why don't you tell the listener a little bit about what you do now? And uh, I actually uh, have a podcast that's out there available to listen, but I'm not actively recording. They're just okay. fabulous okay. interviews about purpose and how people have found their purpose. Like you okay. out there, mm-hmm. the life purpose advisor purpose. I always revert, refer people to it that are struggling and think mm-hmm. that they should, uh, you know, someone says, oh, well, I'm having this crisis. I should have this fi- figured out already. Well, through my, you know, studies, people take years to figure out exactly their purpose and to re-engineer their lives. And we're always, as a culture, we think that there's a quick fix for everything. But mm-hmm. to go through a purposeful transition like that just takes a lot of hard work and dedicated mm-hmm. attention. Mm-hmm. I guess some people are luckier, um, but not, you know, not everyone. Yeah. Well, I think that's really, really true. So that again, though, if you're willing to do the work and I like what you said before about there was some time there where it sounds like you had to do some self-reflecting, like, you know, who am I and what is it that I want to do? So you did the the group for five years and then how did you end up starting to say, okay, well, now I'm going to actually coach women. And like, how did that, how did that happen? I was getting certified in a tool um, that helps people understand who they are. And okay. um, of course, I learned that for myself to start with. Um, but uh, that that certification uh, gave me the opportunity to coach and to practice the tool. And uh, it was just a, a natural thing for me. I mean, I'd always mentored and coached people in my corporate career mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a little bit more personal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so... so- So like right now, then what do you like, what, what's your main, I mean, are you coaching on a full-time basis or what's, what's, what do you do? I do. I I have done many things over the years. I also studied with a different teacher for about 10 years. Um, and I became a spiritual counselor as well. Ah, Um, right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yep. So I've been doing that. Uh, life Purpose Advisor was birthed as part of that uh, part of my life. A, a second transition, I would say, to go deeper into this work. But I do. Uh, I coach. Uh, I do career, business, life, spiritual counseling. Um, 
And that's primarily what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a a third epiphany last fall where I realized like I've been busting it pretty hard for a lot of years and Mm -hmm. I don't really need to work this hard anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was a a blessing that came out of the pandemic, but I've done public speaking and taught classes and held retreats and all of those things over the year. But right now I'm just focusing my attention to clients and I like to work with less than 10 people at at a time. Mm -hmm. So you've set some boundaries for yourself at this stage of your life. So as as someone who's been on the spiritual path myself for my own entire adult life, pretty much what, what, when you say spiritual counseling, what is like, how do you, uh, you know, whatever infiltrate, you know, put that in, put that in your, put that in your, I, when, when I, so I do discovery calls with folks for 30 minutes to see if I'm a good fit for them or they're a good Mm -hmm. fit for me. And we talk about that, you know, Mm -hmm. if someone doesn't have that belief in their heart, I'm not the right person for them. Exactly. So, and we start with, you know, can you at least open the door to that? There's something bigger in life than you, you know, whether your word is God, the universe, spirit, nature, Mm -hmm. uh, Delta Airlines, whatever it is, can you acknowledge, (laughs) you know, that there's something larger than you out there? And can you embrace the thoughts that your purpose has always been within you unfolding your whole life? Can you embrace the thought that life is designed to get better and, and that you are an expression of I'll say God because that's a word I use but are mm-hmm. you an expression can can you embrace the thought that you are an expression of God that's coming into the physical plane to exactly. experience life fuller than ever before and then lastly and maybe not lastly but lastly in this breath like um you know can, can you embrace your divinity you know mm-hmm. can those are big big questions so mm-hmm. some people that's too much for and and that's okay there's a, right. a better person for them to work with exactly you know it's funny because i again i've been on this path and i say to my clients exactly the same thing in terms of is there something bigger and you can call it whatever you want to call it but that you kind of you know somewhere along the line if someone has at all, um, whatever you want to call it, a questioning mind. I think every human being, I think on earth thinks at some point, I think, I don't know if everyone does, what am I doing here? Like what's, 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 why, what, what's going on here? And especially during everything that's happened and continues to happen over these last several years in our country and in the world. And now with Ukraine, like, what can I, to me, that's always the question. What can I do to add something and give back in a, in a spiritually loving way? And so if you, if for me, and I, so I hear exactly what you're saying, I cannot, it's very hard for me at this stage of the game to work with clients who are not like you said, would I be a good fit? Because if they're not going to ask those deeper questions, then I'm probably not the right person for them. So even though I'm trained as a psychotherapist um, and while I haven't taken any like uh, spiritual, but I feel I've done plenty of spiritual uh, knowledge, learning, whatever you want to word workshops that I truly believe there is something bigger, whatever you want to call it. And that our life purpose is, is it's planted inside of us for each person. And it's just whether we want to water it and see if it's going to grow. And sometimes it may not fit. Like you were talking a little bit before about comparing yourself to others. You know, that to me is always dangerous because then we're not really listening to our own voice and our own soul's calling. And that's part of why I wanted to do this podcast is because I think one of the things to me that the pandemic forced us all to do was have a major timeout. And that you could have looked at that time out as, oh, this is hell, this is horrible, or 
which we all did to some degree, if we're all being honest, or in addition to not, or in addition to like, well, what am I supposed to be learning from this about myself and my life and the world? And, and when this is over, what am I going to do with that? Or even while it's going on, what am I going to do with that? So to me, there's been lots and lots of growth opportunities. I know for myself that I have shifted in certain ways of how I'm doing my life because of the pandemic in a good and positive way. And I think there's always opportunity for that growth to occur. So, um, but I think you're right. You have to ask the person, are you on their path? So let's say you have someone call you and they're not, you feel you still can coach them on a more practical level or like in terms of their life or where, where I'm, I'm just, yeah, just, well, yes, of course. But uh-huh. I, I, the way I have my intention set, uh, and my contract with the universe, so to speak, doesn't yep. really bring me those people Thanks. so much. I mean, that is somebody I of course, I work with people on tactical things all the time, but there's yes. always that deeper thing that's wanting to be birthed and wanting to come out in our exactly. conversations. Um, I wanted to say about the pandemic, like I, I led a meditation for free during the pandemic mm-hmm. for about a year. Um, wow. just, just, to once a week, just to help folks. I did, um, I did that too, with a, a gal who, around here and I did it for the first six months every day from three 30 to four. It was phenomenal. Yeah. And with yeah. a group on zoom, obviously, but go ahead. Yeah. Same. And, uh, we talked a lot about, you know, why spiritually speaking, why is the pandemic here and what mm-hmm. is each person's opportunity? And, you know, everybody wants to watch the news and change. Everybody wants to change the world, yep. but what is the truth about changing the world? It is really the only way to change the world is to change yourself. Exactly. So, you know, so if you're angry at, at, at leadership or whatever you want to say, if you're angry or inside, then we have to look inside ourselves and see what does that anger mean about me like what's for me to do with that and 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 address it and then i can show up in a different way and that's what changes the world because it reverberates with the people that are around us you are speaking my language angie i i i say this all the time to clients to whomever and to myself that if we can come from a place of love so i do some kind of prayer meditation every day not long because I don't have the attention span, but whatever, every day, a little bit of prayer, a little bit of meditation. And it's always putting out love to the work, to my family, to my friends, to clients, to my community, to our country and to the world. And, you know, it's like that old saying a butterfly flaps its wings and whatever in Japan, and it affects us, you know, in Chicago, that that's the goal. I can't change whatever anyone's feelings has been, have been about what's going on in our country and in the world. I can't change all of that, though I want to, but I can change to the best of my ability how I'm going to handle that within myself in a place of love. I don't want to be who, who does anger hurt myself. So I don't want to hold all this anger. And I've had so many clients who've been so distraught about what's going on in, in our country and certainly in the world right now. And they're angry and this is unjust and this is unfair. And they're so much anger. And I go, yeah, OK, agree. No one said that life is fair. We, we get that. Now, what are you going to do with that? So I'm with you. And I think that's great because to me, if we come from more of a place of love and inner peace within ourselves, that's a gift, not only to ourselves, but to everyone around us. And I do believe it does reverberate just what you said. And it helps us also open up our hearts to, should I be, what else do I want to do with my own life to again, kind of give back in a loving way. That's to me how we begin creating change. Mm-hmm. So that and, and and in line with the 
the name of your podcast, like that gift that's given to us, you know, I think, and I say this to people like that, you know, if we choose not to live our purpose, how arrogant are we? Yes. Because, because it's this, it's like you're going, I use this analogy of like yeah. when your soul's going down this conveyor belt yes. before you're birthed, mm-hmm. you get this assignment or this, this great talent and coming into the, to the physical plane and, and stepping into that version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that one, maybe nobody else has ever had that exactly. same essence. And that also is what changes the world. So if someone's listening to us thinking, well, why is it important to do your purpose work? Like there's nothing more important in my it, mind. It, I agree. And I love what you're saying about the arrogance. So if you believe there's something bigger and that, that we come to this earth with, you know, there's there, I always look at earth as a school for us to learn and grow and for our soul and our hearts and minds to develop and evolve. So if you think to yourself, well, something very, very wise, whatever you want to call that bigger thing, kind of put me here. There's no one else in the world like Janice, no one else in the world like Angie. No, there's no one else in the world like anyone that's listening. I'm here for something. And one of the things I've also said over I hope I'm sure I've said it on here too, but I've said to clients is you, you don't have to be like uh, the doctor that's that comes up with the vaccine. I mean, you, you, that that's wonderful. And we're happy that we have science that did that, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But what's really important is what you do within yourself, whatever your talent is. So, you know, to me, whether you're a great cook or whether it, it doesn't have to be, I think sometimes think, people think, well, my purpose has to be something that's going to impact in such a great way. And I always say, I don't, it'll, it, it'll impact in a great way if you're being true and honest to what your purpose is. So just try to figure that out. If you're, if you want to be, you know, whatever mother of the year or sister, what, it doesn't matter if, if inside yourself, you are listening to that inner voice and, and you can listen to it and then follow it you're going to be making a difference. So um, I, I'm guessing you would agree with that, that you don't have to necessarily be, uh, well, you can be a corporate person if you love to and and do all that. And that's fine. If you love you have it, to, you have to be you, you have to be you, you have to be you. Oh, like love people, people, people always ask me like, are, do you consider yourself very different than you were when you worked in the corporate world? And I, my answer to that is always, I feel more authentically myself. There we go. You know, and and that that maybe I am different. But, you know, if you go back to in my work, we study in yours, probably too. we study like what were the things you loved when you were a child? Mm -hmm. Like what were the things that you excelled at? You know, we kind of we come into the world and we have all these experiences and people also say, are we always on the path? Of course, you're always yes. on the path. The, the path might, you know, it might be a little cloudy and you might be learning something that you don't understand why you're learning it then, but it really is an evolution into a, a bigger version of, of yes. who you come, came to be. I'm, I'm laughing just on a lighter note. I always loved TV when I was a kid and my parents were pretty, first of all, there were like three channels, so there wasn't that much to watch right. back then, but they were very strict on, you know, my dad was, I don't know what he would do now with all the devices and the kids, but I always, love TV. And I have to say that has never changed. So during the pandemic, I'm laughing at that. I, but here's the thing. I feel really okay about that. It's something that I love. I watch a lot of things on Netflix and whatever. And in my, you know, while I'm doing all my other things as well, but what I think is, is fascinating is I had that love when I was a little girl and I still have I love it now, but I feel really okay about it. So, um, it does, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't, 
and here's the other thing I guess I want to comment on, on this as well. Our purpose is not necessarily um, linear. We can have several different kinds of purposes Never. going on at the same time. So it doesn't have to just be a straight line. It can we're, we're multifaceted as human beings. Um, part of being uh, a human to me and part of being part of humanity is that we're complex and we and that's OK. And that's OK. So you always want to treat yourself with lots of love and lots of self-compassion. And kind of like when you said you did some nurturing and took a massage. And I I say and I still believe that that we have to do that, whatever that may look like on a regular basis, because if we don't nurture ourselves, body and soul, we can't really do what we need to do, which is not just follow our purpose, because I think every time we follow our purpose, we're giving. And when we give back, not only do we feel good, but we're doing something good for the world. So. Wonderful. Angie, you're on my same page. So in closing, um, if someone were thinking like, well, I don't know, do you have any advice? Like if you were going to say in, in a capsulated form, like, okay, I'm not sure what my purpose is. I hear what they're saying. Any thoughts that come to mind that you'd like yeah. to say in closing? Go. Yes. Thank you for asking. Um, if, if someone is confused about, you know, well, this seems like such a big thing. Like, how do I, where do I start? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty easy. You start in a place of gratitude, you know, being grateful for your life, right? To say that. Wonderful. I love that about gratefulness. All, yes. All the time. And, um, just really, really, really looking at your life and being so grateful for the things that, that are working in your life. And the second thing I think is, um, looking through the eyes of compassion mm -hmm. you know, around you, like, uh, and, and trying not to, not to put blame on anything for anything's happened, anything that's happening in your life, as you mentioned earlier, like looking, being compassionate and looking for the lesson that's, you know, how's this for me? Because exactly. if you can, if you can step into that belief that life, everything has been perfect for you up to this date, even though it might be painful or stretching or yet asking yourselves, how has this always been perfect for me? And, and how's it perfect now? I agree because every time we have a challenge. So again, it's not like my life is, oh, I've never had a challenge. I mean, I could do, you know, like three hours on, okay, you want to hear the things that I've had to deal with in my life? We all do. But if you believe, like you said, that well, but that's part of life. We're supposed to have challenges because how do we learn and grow? And how can you really appreciate when things, you know, I feel life goes kind of up and down, um, not in a mean way, just in a learning way. So if you're having like a calm, I always feel so, ex well, I'm always grateful anyways. That's part of my prayer and meditation. I forgot to say, so I'm glad you brought that up. But I feel like the times that are calmer, I just go, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm in a calm time. You know, something else is probably going to come along, you know, that's going to maybe be challenging. OK, but I always feel we're always um, a work in progress and kind of building like emotional muscle and psychological muscle and spiritual muscle, kind of like if we work out. So that if you're always kind of attuned to that and that means self-care, self-love, self-compassion. I don't know if you know who Christy, I think her name is Kristen Neff. N-E-F-F. She has a whole thing about self-compassion. I have her workbook. She has a podcast. Um, her, she's a PhD and she does, uh, I think I've mentioned her before. Um, that's her whole thing is about self-compassion. All with the, again, kind of intention of what we're talking about is if you can be self-compassionate and grateful and you can treat yourself with that kind of love, you are then giving, um, you, it's just giving to the world. So um, all good. Yeah. Can I say one more thing? I want you to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you briefly mentioned this and we didn't really talk about it. I mean, lots of people that are being tapped on their shoulder to look at their purpose are going through some kind of personal crisis. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
and not seeing maybe it as the nudge that it needs to be. So um, just normalizing that a little bit, mm-hmm. that, you know, those things are happening, whether that it's a little car accident or you get right. fired or mm-hmm. uh, relationship ends, all of those things are giving you an opening to go deeper in your life and look at purpose. So if you're listening to us and that's where you are and you're saying, but how can I do that? Because my life is falling apart. Mm-hmm. Well, that's part of it, too. It, so. it is. And, and for every time when I think my life has fallen, look, I know you mentioned that, um, about your ex-husband, I I mean, you just mentioned that there was an ex-husband. I also have an ex-husband. And at the time of that divorce, while I felt it was a good decision, it was still very, very painful. But now looking back, he and I are really good friends and he's happily married and I'm happily married. And if that didn't happen, then I wouldn't be probably where I'm at right now. If I didn't have the strength at that time to do what I needed to do. Um, I don't think he'd be as happy. I wouldn't be as happy and we wouldn't be, we're, we're like BFFs. I mean, we're really, really, you know, good. And I, I love his wife and he loves my husband and um, it's good for our kids. So it just, it took a lot of work. You know, I'm not saying it was easy peasy, but um, when I look back, I think, you know what, it was, it was something that was hard. So, but while you're in it, like if, if someone would have said to me while I was in it, oh, this is going to be a great growth opportunity. I would have said, oh, thank you very much. I could do without, you know, yes. but so you have to kind of trust. And again, I'm I'm older now, so I can look back on many of those kinds of incidents. So you have to kind of trust that even if you're going through hell right now, that's okay. And yeah. you, you can get through it. You probably, and you will get through it. Um, and sort of just being in touch with, okay, what am I supposed to be learning? And trust that there will be a lesson. Nothing. Right, right. I, I'm, and I I would uh, point anyone to read about the dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. You know, the dark is that that you mentioned, like going through hell, like the dark mm-hmm. when you just feel like maybe you'd rather be dead than move mm-hmm. on. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it can be yep. um, scary. I was I was single for almost 10 years mm-hmm. doing my own work and focusing on raising a child yep. and getting deeper on the spiritual side. Mm-hmm. And, you Me know, too. it's it's not easy. Definitely not it's easy. Not easy, but well worth it. That's I guess we're here. here. We're both exactly. here raising our hands saying exactly. that there is yep. a pot of gold at the other side. There is a for sure. Big not, pot of gold. Not monetary but, gold, but life. No, no, it, love, it can be monetary. Can be, but, but not uh, only. We're, 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 we're not against that. We're, we're all nope. for abundance. At least I think you are. I know I am. But the, that's like a, that's like a, I call that like, a, um, uh, what do you, icing on the cake. Yeah. So anyways, all right, Angie, a pleasure. I always end every um, one of my podcasts with a quote. So I think this is a good one. This is by Eckhart Tolle. It says, awareness is the power that is concealed within the present moment and the ultimate purpose of human existence, which is to do and say your purpose and is to bring that power of your purpose into the world. So um, I think he's a neat guy. Um, I'm not saying everything he says I'm 100% with, but I think that his general... Uh, message is, is just what he's saying. You have to be aware and that when you do your purpose and you give it to the world, you're, you're doing pretty okay. Um, and you're going to feel it on the inside, which is even the most better, the most important thing. So thank you so much. This was great. Um, and I really appreciate meeting you and talking to you. It was delightful. Yes, you as well. You as well. My kindred, my kindred Kindred soldier in in the work to to bring more light to the world. It sounds like. Thank you so much for the invitation. You're welcome. um, 
And I wish the best to you and your listeners. Thanks. Um, Thank you so much. Okay. So that wraps it up for today. So this is Janice Alpert. Um, Hopefully you're living your purpose and trying to do it on purpose. Um, Until next time. uh, Bye-bye. 